What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, behaves. Football is done for the day, John. This podcast out. Uh, this podcast out on a Monday. Recording January sixth. January sixth. That's right, John. Can't believe it. Already January sixth. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Two thousand twenty. <laughs> it is. Wait till June. It's really going to hit you. Jeez, Louise. Uh, uh, I think I went. Uh, let's see. I was wrong about the Titans. You were right about that. I knew. I knew it was wrong about that one pretty quickly because that game was going to be close you nailed that pick and then although wait a second i did you, i did yeah, i did on. change after lion i did change after lion video who couldn't though you i know that has there ever been a pre better pregame video produced by your own player the day of a game they've given his stature how could you not watch that that video it was a minute long with the fucking lion and then the swearing and chris walking just like Oh my God, Tom is not messing around. No. Don't be scared. It was like you're going to the lion's den. I I changed. You, I was like, that's, I, changed. I give you credit though. When you were thinking, when you were in your right mind, you picked the Titans, so you get credit for that. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Eagles' pick was hopeful. I don't even think if Wentz plays, they win. Um, I I, I do think that's hard. To even I know. Guess. I just I I had a bad he, vibe from the start. I just had a bad vibe. But you. At someone who picked McCown the actually wasn't terrible. No. He wasn't terrible. I I, I think that he was game immobile was the problem though. though. Yeah, I think that game's a throwaway. Um, but like, here's the thing: like everyone picked the Saints. They were playing as well as anybody, and then they didn't just get beat today. They were terrible. Would, did, would you agree? Like, if you were judging the Saints today, you'd go. They were. Well, it's bad. funny that I do feel like the 49ers bring out the best in people. That way about the Seahawks. But, guy, too. they've been kicking the shit out well, of people I know, for like the last month. Well, I know, but I'm just saying the Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks play the same game, whether they're well, playing exactly. McCown, whether they're playing Haberman, whether they're playing Brady. Like, I don't even judge the Seahawks. I just take them. They are a worthy foe. I picked. Could, it's like, I, could you see the Seahawks win the Super Bowl? It's like, it's hard to just say no if you just assume they're going to be in every game. And I picked the so Texans, and I don't even feel like taking credit for that. Do you fall with me that like it's hard to take Bill O'Brien seriously in 2019 just after watching him coach maybe a little more seriously? Yeah, I felt like the the Bills were 
Well, that game was kind of like the Niners-Seahawks, uh, the last meeting between the Niners and Seahawks, where I was like, well, this game is – I put it on TV too, put it on mute, so it wasn't hard. And, uh, and then all of a sudden it was a football game again. I've done a lot of podcast listening from 5.30 to 8.30 on Mondays. <laughs> Just throw one on in the background. Well, wait till uh, wait till Romo's doing it next year. That'll change. Then you always feel like you're kind of being left out, and then you realize you're not. Kind of like left out guy. Do you know where I feel we're left out from our huh. listeners? If they don't leave a review on Apple well, I'll iTunes. tell you what, man. I'm looking at iTunes right now. A lot of after we said, please go to iTunes, you said it on, on uh, the last podcast. A lot of Friday and Saturday reviews. We appreciate it. The most recent one from K-Dog and A-Dog. So K-Dog and his dog. What Chachi, dog? probably. Left a uh, review. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, 707 Jamie Lynch. Cowboy Bebop. Another five-star. Beethoven. Ian P. Need. I feel, like, I feel like if you say that quickly, it's something dirty. Jack with, with several Ks. Jordan Roberts, three. Frank Venez. Spy Guy. Cool. Just keep, keep on giving reviews. You're, they're on it. We're on it. We need you. This is a team effort. You guys yeah, are. Thank you. you guys are the thank team. You. We appreciate it. You guys are our clownies. You notice Clowny steps up when the games are big. I, 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 I yes, presence he, a little more. He was kicking <laughs> ass again today. He's, you know, he's a he's a bright lights guy. He's an ass kicker. I don't know if you noticed, John, but now more than ever, uh, it is time to protect yourself on the internet. That's where ExpressVPN.com/ham comes into play. VPN protects your privacy and security online. Also. It can take your TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Well, guy, the uh, the for example, the NBA offers NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them because obviously some games are blacked out. We've had this in baseball. So what you do is fire up the Express VPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Buy and use the NBA League Pass. You can do it with Baseball League Pass. You can do it with fucking any League Pass. And it's, it's easy. Very easy. ExpressVPN.com slash ham. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV so you can watch all the games from any device. The uh, League Pass. Excuse me. The League Pass costs you $15 a year. I, uh, I got a tip the other day from a buddy of mine who said, you got you to gotta check out Graham Norton. What's that? Graham Norton is like uh, it's like a, it's like the biggest British talk show. You know, it's like a late night talk show, and it's just celebrities, a lot of actors, and they just sit on the couch together. Even if they're not there at the same time, they don't come out one at a time. They come out like four at a time, and they just have bottles of wine and they just talk. A little like Letterman, well, Graham, where you stay on the couch. I guess they all, they all yeah, used to do that, huh? More like the way James Corden does it now, where everybody just comes out. I think Corden kind of took it, and it's it's. It's genius because it's just you get these. Sometimes he's just talking to one person, but I can only watch the clips on YouTube. ExpressVPN that lets me unlock, change my location, and I can watch those bad boys uh, as if I'm uh, living in well, Britain. Okay. So use our special link right, link right now, expressvpn.com/ham. You can get extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show. Watch what you want. Protect yourself in these times, John. These times of protection. ExpressVPN.com/ham. Yep. And you better believe, guy, our friends at mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one, won a little money on the Titans. Yeah, still sprinkled a little bit. Nice. Lost a little money on the Vikings, so about broke even. Here's the thing. I got some games pulled up right now, guy. And uh, we got, what do you think about this line? The number opened at seven, already down to six and a half. Niners hosting the Vikings. 
The night game, Titans at the Ravens, nine points. Seems big. Texans at the Chiefs, nine and a half. These are pretty fucking big lines for round two. Uh, I actually am the most confident, like the Niners can cover. I think the Tennessee and Houston could actually, those games could be a little weird. I don't, it doesn't quite have the, uh, the Seattle, who's Seattle playing? Green Bay. To me, it feels, if I had to get, if I were going to do a little guess the lines, that feels like it should be like five and a half. Green Bay shouldn't be favored by like seven or eight, should they? If they are, I'm hammering Seattle. But I, what do you think? Titans, Ravens, nine. Like, I like the Ravens, but let's not act like Lamar is like Mr. Playoff. You feel, you, you, I know baseball people, pressure doesn't exist, but you feel it watching these games, don't you? You're like, God, especially in the second half, you're like, time's sticking here. I mean, they just, Titans just walked in on the road to a, now they weren't that big of underdogs, but they were five-point underdogs. They were a five-point underdog that felt like the Titans were really going to go into Foxborough. Is one of those. Yeah, I, but, I mean, all, all I know is Ryan Tannehill made some throws when he had to make big, some throws. A couple so they greased I, up. I agree. And Derrick Henry looks incredible. Uh, I, I, I like the Niners pretty big. I'm sure we'll, in big in the sense of, like, to cover. Like, I, I like them to win by 10-plus points. Uh that's part of being the home team. And, you know, the Ravens, I'm not Bill Polian or anything. Though today, if I'm Bill Polian, like, do you see what this guy's working with? You see this motherfucker play? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't vote. I didn't put, you know, uh, Derek Carr as my first team guy. I put Russell Wilson. It's not that crazy. I saw you had a good tweet. Like, are we really shaming all the voters here? And it, it was well, three. It was oh, three. God. But... No, I know, but it happens all the time, yeah. and it, it happens like in the major league. Like this is the point. Like kick him out because it's what Florio said. Kick him no, out. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't Florio. It was Michael Smith. Was this his guy? Well, okay, whoever tweeted. I, it was just a PFT. Kick him out. Like no, that's not how voting works. You don't get to. Well, the guy, that's how social media like works. They like group thinking. They like everyone to think the well, same. Well, the good news is that most people, I think, understand that that's not how voting is supposed to work. It happens every year in the All Star, like every AP. It's like who gave? Hey, Shulman gave Kevin Pillar a tenth place vote. Get him out. Like, well, I remember okay. Fitz did a couple with the Warriors early on. I was like, oh, that's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> but the point of a yeah. pool is to have enough people that some people can have some weird picks and you overcome it with. And by the way, the three people that voted voted for the same guy. That's really fucking good. And they're not like some hacks. Like, One guy's I, in the Hall of Fame, know, like, guy. I'm not the One arbiter. guy's a Hall of Fame GM. I'm not, and I'm not the arbiter of all that is right and good, but I listen to the other two guys on a regular basis. I think they're pretty well, right. I, I, so, I think the, I, my red flag on Kerwin would be Pete Carroll's his guy. So it's like, not that I even care. But you don't. There's not some guy there. John Harbaugh yeah, is this guy. I, to me, so I, I, my ultimate takeaway is like you know Lamar deserved it. I would have voted for Lamar, and I I was more on Polian side than not on him coming out in the draft. But whatever, he voted for Russell Wilson. That with was within a half inch of going to the uh, of winning the division with a team that's pretty average. Like it's not like he accomplished nothing. But I'm with you. The, the shaming was a little strong. And those were those were like leaked names, right? Someone gave those to him. It wasn't, it wasn't like oh, I don't really? think it was on the voting. It gave the name, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, I I might actually lean Seattle whenever that number comes out. But yeah, mybookie.ag promo code ham one. Go get your gamble. On. <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> By the way, John, I'm getting a lot of. What about Sunday night? Are you guys going to put the pot out tonight? Yeah, tweet? we'll put so it out. Maybe this pot is available Sunday night. Uh. Okay, 
Well, let's start with the Niners and just the big picture because you just said it. You said Isn't the line. Is it weird? Like, just waiting for a playoff game? You're like, well, what would you do a wild card weekend? Well, waiting for a playoff game in the second round. This is kind of foreign territory, guy. Feels like we never left. I don't know. I just pretend like it's 1990. Well, uh, pick, well I, I mean, I've been consuming the playoffs like normal, so I, it just it's just weird. The team you talk about the most has just been shitty. Well, do you think right as we're talking on Sunday night, is Jimmy Garoppolo sitting around going, bunch of nobodies rolling in. If it was the Seahawks, I'd be worried. But now that it's the Vikings, I'm not. Because that's how people are talking about the 49ers-Vikings game. And uh, I don't like it. But it's just the reality of how we talk about these two teams. It's it's Kirk Cousins. It's not Russell Wilson. I've been saying for a while that this, whenever you're the you know the one seed, the same goes for the two seed because you have a home game. But for the way the Niners season went, when you're the number one seed, January 11th, and for I guess it was what for seven days because both NFC teams played today, we didn't know it was going to be one of these three teams. It couldn't be the Saints. It was going to be one of those three teams. And my takeaway has definitely not changed. It was just must win. Now, I know if it was Seattle or Philly and Wentz had lit them up, it was going to be a tough game. I think with the the addition of, would you say Tennessee's a bigger upset, even though it wasn't as big of a line, just given like Ryan Tannehill beat Brady and those guys in Foxborough, or would you say the Vikings upset's pretty big? I, I know it's pretty big, but I'm saying bigger than that. Like, what was the biggest upset Well. Of the yeah, I mean, because I do think I think the Vikings upset because I do think there were some people like even if you pick the Patriots, you're like every, most people were acknowledging like this Patriot team was not the Patriots, right? Which is how I felt going in. I didn't. I thought it was more. If you had asked me, I would have said it's more likely the Titans win than it is that the I Vikings agree. Win. I I don't think anyone laid out a good point for the Vikings winning. But beside myself, but I just mean I didn't pick them. I just said how it was going to win. It was clear how it was going to look, and it kind of looked like that. But most people, anyone with a football brain would go, yeah, Dalvin Cook's their best player, and those two fucking pass rushers are just monsters. I remember texting with Flip during, like, OTAs. I'm like, back when he just got the job, I'm like, how, how are these guys looking? He's like, God, 99, freak. And he was kind of coming into his own, and now he's, like, one of the best players in the league. We've come full circle because when Kyle first got here, the 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 entire conversation was they just signed Hoyer, they drafted CJ. It, it none of it matters. They're just waiting a year to sign Kirk Cousins, and then Belichick gave them just a lifeline. I mean, he gave them a player that I tweeted it today. Thirty-two GMs right now would take Jimmy over Cousins. That didn't change today, and Jimmy's just a better player. So he he ended up with a better player, and a lot of it was luck. And they can say whatever it was luck. Now, is it luck that he's a good coach and Bill respected him? No, doesn't matter. Yeah. But it doesn't even matter. Do you, why. Do you know what I, I was listening to? Like they should like, Yeah, it was I was luck. listening to Simmons or Rasilla. Or I think it was Simmons. Might have been someone else said. I, I mean, I forgot. This is a long time ago. But when when Spygate happened, what year would that have been? That would have been 07. That was the year they went undefeated. They lost to the Super Bowl. I guess one of his biggest supporters that said the whole thing was like a witch hunt and just so stupid. Like you telling the league office, like, you don't understand how football actually works. You guys are idiots. Was Mike Shanahan. It's like his biggest supporter. I don't, I mean, it's huh. just, and you, I just think he liked the family. And remember, Mike actually used to play him well with Denver. So it just, I just think he respects the family. It worked out. I have a hard time. Like, did Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, for example, these two games, Kirk Cousins did throw a walk-off touchdown and make a couple passes. Probably more than Tannehill. Like, Derrick Henry's the reason they won. 
And I got the box score up right now. Cook had not as crazy of a game. I mean, 28 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Had another three carries. But, he had, but Johnny had 84 of those yards in the first half. He was awesome, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. I just mean like the first, like he looked like dominant Dalvin Cook in that first half. Henry was probably more dominant start to finish in that game. Just that he was, I mean, he ran for a fucking 180 yards. And he had a sweet screen pass. But either way. I don't think, guy, you can lose this game. Like, if it was just Minnesota Vikings with, let's say, they had landed, like, an Andy Dalton or something, and they were just this good, and we're like, you know, they got Mike Zimmer, they've been in the playoffs a bunch, NFC Championship game a couple years ago. I think I'd look at it a lot differently. I just, because you losing to Mike Zimmer, it's not, people lose to fucking, Sean Payton has lost, Mike Zimmer's good. Now, he's old school kind of curmudgeon, but he's a legit coach. I have a hard time thinking if the Niners lose this game and it's just Kirk Cousins beats Kyle Shanahan, that's going to be tough to shake. I, I think this game... Except Shanahan would say, told you so. Yeah, well, I'd say you're wrong, Kyle. You're just wrong on this evaluation. He's not a good player. Now, not well, not a good player relative he, like, to like how much he's paid. But I, my po- I also think so much of what Kyle Shanahan thinks about players is about what he thinks he can do with a player. Yeah, right? I, I just think that with Kirk, Sh- Kirk Cousins... This I thought it was must win. I think it, I've doubled down on that thought. Like losing to Kyle Shanahan or Kyle losing to Kirk, Kirk Cousins will age poorly, <laughs> and it would be devastating at the time. I, I just think that that that's an element that I I did not foresee even entertaining. I didn't entertain the thought of it. <laughs> I mean, I thought they were an eight point underdog because they were going to lose by fucking twenty five, <laughs> and they didn't just they didn't just not lose. They played well and. Did, did he shake the demons? I mean, he did have a game-winning touchdown pass, a game-winning no, throws. No, So listen, here's the deal. <laughs> he is still who he is. This is, the, this is what terrorizes so you So you, you don't leave him. that game thinking any differently about him? Because I don't. No, <laughs> no I because I ain't fucking crow on shit with him. But, but also keep in mind, like, I do think a lot of times you just – even when you play nine primetime, whatever it the was, number it, I guess it was Monday, Monday nights. nights. It was Monday nights. Okay. Nine Monday night games. That is whatever. a lot, though. I've read. Uh, yeah, but but what I'm saying is I've seen him, like Troy Aikman called the throw to Thielen the best throw of his career. The right? de- and of the course deep he pass. did. Given the moment, the touchdown to win the game. But he's made that throw many times before, just hasn't made it on that stage. Point being, his team is good enough that I've never thought it's impossible to win with him. I just don't think you're going toe-to-toe with great quarterbacks and beating them. But I don't. I, I never looked at him like he was a, an invalid. Like, he, you just can't ever win any games with Kirk. What was that I think word that's you used? Over invalid? Invalid, yes, John. It's a Do you throw that into your broadcast? Who, that's a good one. No, I've, I just thought it just came to me. Uh, but it's an old older word, I think. Uh, but the point is, no, I don't look at him any differently. But I do think he can make plays that can like. Here's the thing: like, his, is his team good enough that he makes a few plays? You don't play well, he can beat you. Yeah, that's kind of what's scary to me. Well, like, there's only two teams in the. Well, we'll get. I'll get to the breakdown of the game. But uh, yes, you you are right. It won't age well. I will say this: I look at Kyle Shanahan the way I look at Kirk Cousins. I know what they are. I know what Kyle is. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I know what Kirk is. He's a guy that can beat you. But mostly, if you play well enough, you'll beat well, him. Of the three quarterbacks today, Wentz got fucking knocked out. But we know like what he brings to the table, and just at any moment he can just do crazy shit. Russell just does the crazy shit, and then Cousins. 
I feel much more strongly than I already did after just what and I Carson whatever he got an unlucky break got hurt, but I would take Kirk Cousins take my chances against playing Kirk Cousins. I don't care if he's playing with Diggs, Jerry Rice, and Gronkowski. Now you could argue well Rudolph's still pretty good and Thielen. I mean he does have a pretty good group of guys, but I will yeah. take my chances even with his great group of guys because it's him over Wentz and over Russell. I, I will do that every day of the week. And I think you saw today a guy that just, like you said, it's the best throw of his life, but it's not because he can't make that throw. He's made that throw countless exactly. times during this season. Like, how often would you just be on your couch flipping around, watch a red zone highlight, and it'd be like, oh, the Vikings just scored on the Lions. Cousins hit digs. And you're like, what a nice pass. And like I say with James Harden, we're at the point now with Cousins where He's made so much money. He's been starting for so long. No one gives a shit if you make that pass on a Sunday morning at a 10 a.m. kickoff against the New York Giants. You were judged on doing it today. And and that's where I think Aikman did put it into context. Like, he did it today. That's why it was a big deal. He finally did it. But he did it one time. And the other parts of the game, he's skipping balls. He just looks. Now, Drew wasn't good either. But I will take my chances. And this is where I get back to the pressure on Kyle the Niners organization, but it starts with Kyle because he's the guy that gets all the credit, is that you got to beat this guy. Now, I was thinking about this because it's a it's an easy thing to say, and I, at this point, it's, it's, it'd be the, you know when a, you get this a lot on The Athletic, you, I don't, you don't get this much in like podcast comments, but like, that's lazy analysis. That always triggers me. You say I'm fucking, I, I, I went lazy on this column, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, the lazy thing to say would, the Niners have an advantage because he knows Cousins. That, that I was thinking, like, that would just... You're going to hear that a lot. Well, he knows him well. He's been the Niners coach now three years. And this is the end of the third year. He was with the Falcons then for two before he came here. He hasn't been around Cousins for five fucking seasons. That's a long time, guy. Has he changed? But I'm just saying, like... Yeah, that, that's fair. But this notion that, like, you know, he's been... He's been. Co- It'd be like if Belichick next year Brady leaves and he's playing Brady. Like, yeah, Belichick knows Brady's strengths and weaknesses like the back of his hand. This is a little different. Like he just hasn't been living and dying with him every day. I'm not saying it hurts. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it hurts. But I will. I will okay. not say out of my mouth the Niners get a huge advantage because Kyle knows them really well. They haven't been around each other. Well, Do you I, agree? Is that fair? I, I. Well, I. Yeah, it's fair. I don't think it's nothing though. But I also don't think is. Kirk that complicated? No, that no, 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 no. He's can't not. Figure it no, out. he's not. No, you know what I mean? He's not at all. His his strengths and his weaknesses are just we've known him for five years. So you're right. He hasn't necessarily. Now he's a little smarter, probably seen a little bit more, just more like anything more experienced for sure. But I just think if I wanted to make the statement, the Niners have an advantage because I think you can do it at times. Like if let's say the Niners traded Eric Armstead. And next year, the Niners in the first round of the playoffs are playing the Eagles, and they got Eric Armstead in the first round. You'd be like, well, the Niners, they know Eric Armstead really well. Because they would, right? They've been around him forever. These guys coached him. It's just fresh. I think sometimes when you separate it for a while, it, it's going to help them. Like, he can just give Robert Sala a couple things, like he's always been terrible on throwback. Just like one thing that like maybe the tape would confirm. Just something that Kyle knows off the top of his head. But overall... I, I'm not putting much stock into it. I'm putting more stock into it that it's just he's Kirk Cousins. He's kind of limited, and you can you can rattle him. That's what 
I think Cam Jordan said that early in the game. There was a play in that game. Well, yeah, well, it was Lisa Salter. Which she's like, we, right? we could or hit. Not, yeah, not Lisa. Yeah, like, Wait. we could hit him. Yeah, it was. It, uh, what, what, what channel was that Pam game? Pam Oliver, maybe, or Aaron Andrews. Like, we could hit him. It was we on could Fox. Hit him over, so we could hit him over and over, yeah. and he'll fucking wilt, kind of. Wait, maybe it was Aaron, because Myers was on the other sideline. I think Aaron, yeah, I think it was Aaron. Or it might have been Myers. It was one, It was Aaron or Myers. It wasn't Myers. Basically yeah. just said, what was it? Like, Cam Jordan's like, we can hit him and he'll get rattled. He'll get skittish, yeah, rattled, yeah. yeah. It was, it, skittish was the word they used, which I think is true. You see that guy. And there was a point in the game, you're like, God, if Breeze and Sean Payton can pull their head out of their ass, they got fucking the Vikings on the ropes here. Like, uh, they have no passing game. It's just Cousins handing the ball to 33, who's awesome, and giving them trouble. I also love this. And again, this is just Twitter, but I do think most casual NFL fans are thinking it. Why do you run the pitches on the goal line? Well, guys, I don't necessarily think that's fair because if you watch them get down the field, I I would say Dalvin Cook's signature run is like the pitch sweep. When you just watch Dalvin Cook gash people, Lanye Miller at Fresno State, throwback, that used to be his go-to play. Because when you're a straight, like a, uh, you don't have much wiggle, you can get a crease, and when you're fast... Even though, like, in real time, like, he's not going to be able to hit it. He just needs a tiny little crease, and he hits it, and he's fucking gone. I actually don't mind. Like, it's not like you have less room on the goal line than you do at the 50. The, the, the field doesn't shrink that. The field's the same length width-wise. Well, I, I, I might think, be easier to key on, but they— Didn't Camaro run one? Or was it just a stretch play? Where it's just—you looked, and the entire—he was at, like, the four-yard line— but you could tell they just every Saints guy had pushed his guy back like three steps. He was going to score a touchdown even before he was in. He was just going to be in. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't a toss. What was the play last? There was a play last night. Actually, it was a sweet like uh, option to Carlos Hyde, and he dropped it. But then the next play, they tossed it to him, and he scored. I, I just sometimes the play calling, and again, there's so many analytic Twitter that are like, "How are you doing this? What the fuck?" And you're like, "Hey." Listen, I don't think this guy's Bill Walsh, but not every play call is bad because when it works, everyone's jerking him off. It was like, you could argue, for example, the last play call of Seattle. Everyone loves being super aggressive when it works. If Russell had like thrown a pick there, people would have been like, just run the ball, Pete. What are you doing? But it hits, and everyone's like, look at the stones on Pete. <laughs> it's just, that's the margin for error. That's... That's why you get paid all the money, I guess, because you get shit on. Like, let's just say Russell underthrows that ball and he picks it off. Is Pete kind of getting crushed right now? And they come back and score. You could argue, Doug, why aren't you kicking field goals? Like, you could have kicked a couple. Yeah, why wasn't he? Kicking well, because the owner tells him just keep going for it, just keep going for it, just keep going for it, just keep going for it. That's that's all they say. He just goes for it. But but even then, you still you got to go to overtime if you get a touchdown and score the two point. Well, what conversion. was it last night? Ovrable. You know, when he started doing his weird shit, everyone's like, oh, those are the balls to go for in fourth and one. Guys, These all these games, this isn't the Big 12. You see the scores? It's 17-9. to nine. No one's scoring. So punt, kick field goals. Like, this shit adds up. Everyone, the analytic guys, they love going for it more than fucking, that's like their thing in football. Which, most of us, in a big game, late in the game, I'm for it. But there are certain times, like Vrabel, do you notice, hey, everyone, the Patriots can't score. Like, the Eagles can't really score. Even they were in the Saints game. Like at one point in time, it was twenty to thirteen. Like the the you notice the scores in these games. We're not getting these. It's less possessions, eight nine possessions. It's okay to kick field goals, but on on Twitter you get called a pussy. I mean that's that's you know that's the truth. 
And I, I mean, I will too in certain spots. Like, there, th- to me, there's a difference between being a pussy and being kind of reckless. Like, Vrabel not going for it. You understand? And someone said this. Someone tweeted at me this last night when I'm like, listen, punting is the right thing to do. The, the difference in the punt and going for it was 25 yards. Well, you dumb fuck. Have you watched the Patriots play offense? 25 yards a long ways to go. It, yeah, if you're playing Lincoln Riley 25, you're playing Brady can barely move the football. So these are things like with the, with Kyle, there's a balance of you pay your kicker, for example, the Niners, when you get in big spots, it's like, you got to go for it. No, you can kick field goals. Like these games aren't going to be 35 to 30. They'll probably be 24 to 17. So a difference between six points is massive. And I think that's something to watch, well, like I, just this game to be a little overzealous. The Vikings, you're coming off along. There is some tangible pressure. I think the now. same applies to Jimmy specifically, right? Like, does he he has played in big games for the 49ers this year? He has seen big games from the sideline with the Patriots. But what if they get in a game you're that down. is Well, not just down see, like down, I got no issue. I'm talking about a game where it's like like what we're talking about here, seventeen to nine. Oh, and you're kind of in 10. control, and but you're not pulling away it, or anything. You just don't do, yeah. But just don't do anything. Don't do anything. Too it doesn't mean you don't take chances when Kyle says take a chance, because this is we've talked about this. The one thing Jimmy's done really well, he's gotten a lot better. I think as the season's gone on, like the one that stands out in my mind because it was the worst of all of them was the one in the Bengals game where he made a dumb play and then came back and threw this lollipop interception because he was trying to make up for his. Was it a false start or something dumb? Yeah, it was. Du- you remember it was that the worst two play stretch maybe of the season. Besides non non. But he's got. But and then he's made <laughs> yeah. some other like near interceptable ball. He's gotten a lot better with that. Like as the years gone on, he's had a better and better, better feel. However you want to define. Well, it. what, what know, do you think Zimmer's telling? I hope he doesn't feel too much pressure. Like outplay well, Cousins. I, I, you just gotta go I, do I your bet thing. Zimmer's telling Cousins as they're flying home right now, and Zimmer has a cocktail. Like, what do I always tell you? We don't turn the ball over. We're going to win most of these games. Like, look at the fucking – look back on the airplane. Look at all these good players. I think Kyle, that's where they've had the balance of just, like, be you, play loose, but also play under control. It, like you said, I think he's done an excellent job, really, probably since that Monday night game against the C- the Seahawks when he wasn't really that good, but he kind of was, but he had, you were holding on for your ass was a lot of those throws. Now, some of them weren't his fault, but he threw a lot of interceptable balls. I feel like the last six or seven weeks, he's been pretty locked in with that. That is like, uh, I think 11 of the top 12 turnover margin teams are in the playoffs. So it's, it's a pretty tried and true formula. Now in these games where the possessions are, I think a typical NFL game in the season when it's a little more loosey-goosey are like 11 to 12 possessions. I think there have been a couple. There were yesterday a nine possession each game. Might have been the New England game. Now, again, that was run heavy. But it's where a turnover does. And a second half turnover, like you said. Let's say it's the vice versa. You're in a game 14 to 10, but you haven't been playing that well. And it's the second half and you're down. And Jimmy throws a pick. And that leads then to a touchdown, and boom, it's all of a sudden 21 to 10. It's like, you have, and then all of a sudden, the whole, everyone in that stadium who paid the average price like $600 ass is tight because you're like, oh my God, we're going to lose in the playoffs. And you're going to feel that. And I know the Farhans and Billy Beans would tell you pressure does not exist. It's the dumbest thing that's ever been uttered by smart people because they believe it. And it's just not true. And luckily, the NFL analytic crew—they never bring that. They wouldn't be stupid enough to bring that to even say utter those words. Like, yeah, pressure doesn't ex- like Billy. This, a playoff AB is not the same as a June AB. 
but luckily, again, in the NFL, no one even thinks that because it's clear. These games, there's more pressure. And I do think with just the big storyline all week is going to be Cousins, Kyle. I mean, isn't that going to be the just Kyle can't lose to Kirk Cousins? Like, I, I think that's going to be kind of the elephant in the room here. Even though they're Kyle's the offensive play caller and he, he, they're not – and Jimmy, like, they don't really have anything to do with each other. It's really Kyle versus Zimmer, right? And Cousins versus Sala. But I do think it's just the connection of Kyle and Cousins, and he could have had Cousins, but he's got Jimmy. Like, that whole element, just because quarterbacks are more fun to talk about. I mean, it's just like, they're hit songs. You just talk, you don't care as much about, like, defensive coordinators, even though, like, the Vikings' defensive coordinator is their head coach, who is really good, right? I mean, he's probably a top three or four defensive coordinator for as much as everyone loves Sala this year, Zimmer's been doing it for like 20 years at a high level. Yeah. Like, right. you, Sala hopes one day he gets to Zimmer's level, right? Just the way he's viewed around the league. Mizzig, he hopes it doesn't take him as long to get a head coaching job. Lo- and at this rate, it should Luckily, Robert, I think, is a little, like, because didn't Arians and Zimmer both kind of self-proclaim, like, I refuse to play the politics game. It's like, well, guys, you can't yeah. complain that you didn't get a head coach up until you're 62. But I also think it shows you, do people worry about politics too much? Like, those guys should have been head coaches probably, like, 50. But it, meanwhile... Yeah, yeah, and what politics... I don't even understand, like, what, go to the owners' meetings, drop in, hand out no, your card? No, I think it, I, I it's kissing what. GM's asses. That's really what it is. That's, like, what Freddie does. That's what... or Freddie does or did one time when he had a head coaching job? Well, and I think the Savansky guy that you, you're hearing a lot about, like, the bearded guy with the gray hairs... How are some of these guys – was it the Saints guy who's got two – I mean, Stefanski's got some interviews. Is it one of the Saints coaches that's got, that had two interviews scheduled this week? might be Dennis Allen, right? No, it wasn't Dennis. It was somebody else. It wasn't – maybe it was Stefanski. Somebody's got two interviews this week. And I'm like, this week? You can't put that on hold this yeah, week? I, I, but I just think that you get – Not one interview, two interviews. Well, here's the thing. I, I would say this is – and this, I think Kyle battled this perception – if your first reaction as an assistant coach to a quote-unquote authority, even though you work for the head coach, not the GM, is like, you know, I don't agree with you on that. That turns GMs off. But when it's like Stefanski or Freddy's or Tom Sula's, their first reaction is like, oh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, even though they don't. And then but- that guy, and this is what is so stupid about football, you would rather than work with that guy because he'll just listen to everything you say, even though, as we well know, a GM is not good without his head coach being good. It's like a... It's not, it's just, it's the only option. If your head coach is not good, you will lose. I mean, it's not even like, well, like in baseball, they've proven they can get away with just, Brett, you know, Aaron Boone, baseball light, doesn't know much, we'll figure it out. He's been fine. And I, I mean, he's clearly a pretty high-level guy, but my point is like, yeah, yeah. you cannot no, do that in football. Even if like, no. Tom Sula and Freddie are the dumb versions, but I, I think we've seen smart versions just not work. You need to be kind of nuts. Uh, I will say this for the Niners. Like I thought that Saints game was the most pressurized game they've played in, and, and they played really well, right? Like They had just lost to the Ravens. All of a sudden, if you want home field, you've got to win this game. It's on the road. You're down. That wasn't a house What game, game are you talking about? The Saints game. Niners-Saints. Yeah, 100%, but I do think like the regular season, you're on the road. It would have sucked. Same thing with Seattle, but your season doesn't end. I think there's an element... Oh, yeah, you're right. When you didn't really feel it in the Patriot game till the last, like, five minutes where it was like, oh, my God, bro, they're going to lose. And then the finality happened when he threw the pick six. But if you get – but it's like 
I, I think if I was in the stands and you saw just some pictures, like, we're the fucking Patriots. We'll figure this shit out. We got Belichick. We got, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Well, I just kept thinking this is setting up so Yeah, perfect. he's going to do something. He's going to do something. And then it just never happens. I think the difference is you don't have that to fall back on. Like, you feel the pressure. I think you felt it a little in the Saints game where these guys are like, what the fuck? What is going on here? But it's at a higher level because you have done a lot more. There's a huge element of unknown with the Niners if you are down. Like, I, I believe there is 100% pressure in Kyle, just the big game. But I do think just early to make the game easier, you got you cannot start slow. Because then I think people, not that they can't come back or they wouldn't win, but it's just there is an added element of pressure with a fan base that's a little like no experiences with these guys. Right? Yeah. Because I think if you were at the Saints game today, wouldn't you just kept telling yourself, like, we got to fucking breeze and pay. We're going to figure this thing out. But then it never, it might never happen, but you're just going to keep justifying that in your mind where I think you just go, yeah, I got Kyle and Jimmy, but are we sure Jimmy can pull this off? Even though we know we've seen him do it, he just has never, he's never started a playoff game, guy. Right. That's where yep. I kept going with Cousins, like Minnesota's well, really going to win this game, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. And then he throws that fucking pass. Was it a couple passes before where he hit Diggs on a nice first down? Uh, I think it was because there was a third down and he, got, he converted a first down. You're talking about that drop? You're talking about the first Well, they just got the ball in overtime, drive? right? And they drove the field and scored. Yeah, correct. But there was a, maybe it was a digs pass, like, in the middle of the fourth quarter that was nice in a pressure spot. Like, he made, he made some pressure throws. Well, the one, the one, the, one. With the, the sweet one was when he looked like he was going to take off and run in the red zone. He went Russell Wilson. He could have run for a first down and threw it to Diggs on the move. What Diggs do? Get a first down? Yeah, well, he caught it like it was an easy first down, but he was down near the goal line. It was in the red zone. Yeah. But that's not the play you're talking no, about. No, I, I think there was just like a just a kind of a basic third down. I'd have to go back and see the play-by-play on the overtime drive because they got the ball in overtime and they just drove and scored and that was the game. But he clearly, he obviously I, hit Thielen on the big one. I, I mean, threw a game-winning pass. I think the pressure for... Cousins is not the pressure of like can he rise to the moment because he's been doing the no one believes in me thing forever the irony is he's playing against the one guy that believes in him it's just like can the Niners get pressure on him that's the real pressure right can they create pressure on Kirk Cousins I mean Quan Alexander's a good chance he's coming back got hurt on October 31st D Ford Kwaski Tart talking nine weeks for Quan Barrows wrote, like, you know, most doctors say it's a six-month injury and even a year doesn't fully recover. That's what I'm saying. That's why I completely wrote him off because I thought it was the ACL of upper body injuries. And it turns out, yeah, what the fuck are him and JJ on? But 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 here so back the, to what you said well, about, like, the Niners' defensive line should feast on these guys. But there is an element with Cousins coming into this game where I think the, the monkey's not necessarily off his back, but... They're playing with a little house money in this thing, are they not? Like, there's way more. Like, the pressure's fully on the Niners. Like, Well, here's the thing. I've seen Kirk Cousins do three interviews in his career where it's like, Kirk, no one believed in you. What do you have to say about that? Oh, you know, it was a great team win. So I've seen the moment where people pretend like the monkey's off his back and it's not. It's it's not. It's just, it's not. So I'm with you. It's all house money. It's He finished his post game. How do you like that? If I, okay, if I'm doing a- <laughs> Nothing. Ch- people are getting all caught up. Nothing Change cool it, moment. Yeah. You agree? Nothing. Cool little viral moment. <laughs> Super cool. Very happy for him. I'm just saying. If I'm doing a changed. Twitter poll right now, does Diggs like Cousins? Yes. No. Where are you clicking? 
Uh, no, but I don't even know if it's personal. It's just I, I need somebody to get me the football. Yeah, like you guys. I'm glad Thielen. I'm glad Thielen's getting. Did you his. see me? I'm fucking smoking dudes left and right. Well, that's the, John. That is the other thing. Like the Niners, the last time we saw them, benched one of their corners, and these guys do have Diggs and Thielen, and I mean they run the rock. Like well, their backup not, running like, it's backs not, a not bad. Like, they, they got pieces, guy. Root. Well, it's the only two teams. Barrows wrote. It's the only two teams in the NFC that ran the ball more than they threw it last. Niners and the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's weird about this team, right? As much as I said, the Niners got fucking pressure to be the sixth seed. The Vikings do got stars. I mean, Dixon Thielen. Now, Thielen hasn't quite been himself, though, today. I mean, he, ma- he was today. Diggs is a stud. I didn't quite realize how good Diggs was until really watching this year. Baller. Dalvin. Obviously, their tight end can yeah, play. I mean, game walk-off field goal. Or, I mean, watch walk-off touchdown. Because he is enormous. And their best players are running back, who is a dominant, dominant force. I think the bigger question is, the one thing that they do pretty well is they got a couple edge rushers and get after your ass. And Staley and McGlinchey, they're solid. And Staley actually was a lot better week 17 against Seattle. But that's, these motherfuckers are bringing it, those two guys. And those well, are Zimmer's babies, uh, are they not? When you just think Mike Zimmer, Dan, close Dan. your eyes, I think Hunter... Uh, Griffin, who was like certifiably nuts, I think Zimmer might like more. And they figured him out, but they kept him kicking ass. And the white collar criminal's younger brother, who's a better player, and Eric Kendricks, who's all stud, and Harrison Smith, who's pretty damn good. Like their question mark is really the corner, Xavier Rhodes. But like, do the Niners? They don't just force feed wide receivers, right? They don't just. They're not going to throw it at Debo twelve. That's not really their offense. But they might like that. Might be the game plan. Well, they. I feel like they do just find a way to get at the depot, but it's not in the same way, right? That you're force feeding passes necessarily. Yeah, like and to me, rounds. the game plan against Xavier Rose. What does Papa call it? Not what, what does he call that motion? Uh, ghost bubble, motion. Uh, bubble motion. Go. No, it's not ghost motion. Zy corner bubble blitz. Motion or trips something. right. We got a slot in the left. Tim, shut up. I'm, I got this. My God, I don't even know these terms. But I actually was in the car picking up something. The Raiders last game, I'm like, is Musburger still calling on the call? And everyone was shit like, he is actually not that bad. Like, he was laying out the formations and shit. People are like, he's a TV what, guy. Uh, what station was that on? Honest question. Not even being sarcastic. Uh, I think 95.7. I, it's a guess. Oh, they Yeah, I think, okay. they, I think they kept it this year. If they had an opening. I didn't know. <laughs> I just kind of flipped around. Um... Yeah, I. But this is, it's a weird six seed, right? Because they are a talented six seed. Yeah, everything you said about the pressure is true. But what's also true is this team's, like we talked about, I think the Eagles are better than them, or, but their roster's better than the, I mean, the uh, Seahawks are better than them, but their roster's better than the Seahawks. Don't you think, don't you think the other factor with them is like, remember for a while where it looked like, well, you know, if the Niners do lose in Seattle, and if this was like, the week of the Cowboys and the Eagles game, you know, the Cowboys probably going to beat the Eagles. They, you know, you get the Cowboys. Yeah. They're really talented, but I think one reason everyone felt pretty good is like, yeah, they're kind of lifeless with Jason. Like a, a big element of the Cowboys being shitty. Was that necessarily their players like Jason Garrett, you know, who officially got fired. Does it kind of, I know I feel like this. I know you feel like this, but I think a lot of like casual football fans would be like, doesn't that Vikings guy got a pretty good coach. Like they, they don't have just slappy for right. They got a guy that, has been in the playoffs a lot and is just widely considered I'd say him and Fangio the two best when you just think defense in the NFL 
Belichick's weird because he's just like an all-encompassing now. Even though, like, when you watch him last night, you're like, defense kind of Belichick, baby. You notice, like, where he goes? <laughs> like he. Well, you know what I was thinking, John? Do you think Do you think Bill would play Taysom Hill in blitz packages? Because I, I think he would. Taysom Hill is pretty good. I think he'd play him in blitz, blitz well, packages. If you told me that they land Taysom Hill, like, as a free RFA, like, they make an offer, like, I think he'd have him, like, yeah, he'll like that guy. But yeah. isn't an element of just why I, I'm not going to totally discount, maybe I'm being a little overzealous with my just discounting the Vikings, of just their coach is legitimate. Well, I think you're talking about Cousins specifically, but I don't think there's any doubt that you're right, that you are going, if you're the Niners, if you're Kyle Shanahan, at the same time, it's a really legit task. Like, you're going up against one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL. Remember they played, remember they played opening week. Like you said, what, what were they going to do, fire him and then hire who? Stefanski. <laughs> they like Stefanski so much. Okay. Well, you know what is funny, though? Because <laughs> then I saw someone tweet like, Everyone loves Stefanski. All they're doing is handing the ball off. Well, then they go to then they go to the sideline report, and the sideline report is like after halftime, it's like, well, Zimmer said they they are going to they are there is no limit. This was the quote: there is no limit on how many carries Dalvin Cook can get. That's why I texted you. I'm like, who is calling plays? That was the Chris Myers report. So Stefanski's calling plays, kind of only from one side of the sheet or the left side, or wherever you break it up. My my my, my sources say that. You'll be in the flow of a drive, and uh, when you're the head man, like an offensive coach, only can talk to the offense. A defensive coach only run the defense. The head man goes back and forth, and you'll just hear a run the ball, run the ball, not not run Z trap, not that. Just you call the fucking play, but it better be a goddamn handoff. That's that's what I've sources that would know. I think we can all figure it out, and it's. But I, it's not even – no one's hiding. They're like, this happens in the NFL with guys like him. Where they just – it's why it's like whenever a head coach says after the game, you know, I'd like to run it, tell the fucking coordinator to pass or run it. You can just tell them what are they going to do, go become a mercenary and just become like they're fucking – go rogue? No, they always listen. And that's where in defense of just coordinators sometimes, I think that happens. And that's his – it's his right yeah, as the head coach. Used to yeah, do the it. call – say run the ball. But it's when the defensive guy says it to the offensive side. Yeah, of the because ball, I right? think the offensive guy gets offended. Like, okay, Mike, can you list seven plays? That's the thing. If Bill says that, he knows every play. And he might say, run Z trap here or something. And you're like, okay, I'll just call what he told me to call. Mike's just saying, can we fucking run the ball, please? And then he just clicks off. It's like, you know, your dad, back when we were growing up, kids won't ever experience this, but people listening will understand. Ugh. When it's like, John, come do the dishes, click. You're like, Talking to my friend here, you know, he just gets on the phone, you know, or you're talking to like you call a girl for the first time, and all of a sudden it's like, John, you didn't clean up your room, click. And you're like, fuck you, get off the phone. The one that will always kill me is when I would you would know you're getting a phone call probably because you instant message somebody, and it was like eleven fifteen at night, and you just had to try and grab it yeah. as soon as it rang. But it, there's no way that like everyone's gonna yeah. hear that. There's a phone in their bedroom yeah, it's, too. Uh, it's, it can't be. Uh, so I, I think we have to take the head coach seriously. Because he's got pieces on defense. He's got pieces on offense. Yeah, but, he, but I'm saying that's not his bait. I'm just saying, like, you oh, could argue. Yeah. But I think we had to take yeah, the team 100%. seriously. And by we, I mean the NFL community I, at large. If, like, is he equipped to go to war with Kyle? Just he's got bodies over there. He's a great schemer. It is kind of a pretty cool matchup. Like, if you're a football nerdy. This team's played in a ton of big playoff they, games. They're not going to walk in here and go. 
the big bad Niners. Like they've been viewing themselves as a playoff team. A lot of those guys, like Harrison Smith. Do you think he goes? I don't know if I could play for them. I'm a six-time All-Pro. You think Daniel Hunter goes? Yeah, D Ford, the guy like D fucking Ford. Now even Bosa is pretty good, but Daniel Hunter's been doing it a little longer. Everson Griffin. I mean, they just, they just, Eric Hendricks really good. I mean, they got really, really good defensive players. Now their secondary. I always get the good breakdowns on these teams from my buddy, buddy that works for the Bears because he just they evaluate. You know, when you're just in the division, you play them a lot. You can just know their personnel really well. I think it's the knock is really their secondary, and it's really their corners. It's Xavier Rhodes. A couple years ago, was viewed as like it went Patrick Peterson, then Xavier Rhodes, and he got a huge contract. And now you watch him, you go, "Well, I see it. He's six two. He can run. He used to be a little more physical." He was like the modern, he was like a faster version of Richard Sherman. He's kind of just, he's shitty now. So I think the problem is with them is they built their defense. They, they drafted this guy in the first round. They paid him a ton of money and he's just no longer a blue chipper. So it'd be like you break off Buckner, then all of a sudden he's just average. Like it does kind of skew your team a little bit. They, they'd probably be a little deeper if they just hadn't gone all out for a guy that just got worse. I don't, I'd have to text around to find out what was really behind it, but he's not the same guy. Now, he didn't kill him today, right? Because was it Michael Thomas not getting open, or was it just Breeze being off? Uh, yeah, I don't Did know. Do you think Breeze just... I mean, Thomas had a shitty game. He had seven for 70. What To me, I just watch him Breeze like, Jimmy just looks better in this round. Like, does it, why is he old? Like, why has he been looking bad in the playoffs? Is it Zimmer? Because sometimes I think we just go, God, he's old. Well, does Zimmer get any credit? Because they were kind of getting after his ass. Clearly mixing up coverages. That's an element of just sports talk radio. Breeze is all these sucks. I bet if you like, I text like Andy Reid. I mean, he wouldn't have like broke down this game. But if he did, he'd be like, well, Zimmer ran this 7-4 robbers. You know, just throwing them on. Who knows, right? It might have been happening. They're like, you know, we were prepared for these coverages. He gave us these different looks. I didn't know where to throw the ball. Because Breeze just looked. We know he does the visualizations. Like, it sure didn't look like he was visualizing what he was seeing today. He, yeah, whatever he – no, you're right. So that's, that's what you fucking pay Kyle $7.5 million for. Yeah, I, look, I mean, it, this goes back to, I think, what I've said probably about a lot on Niner games, which is if they play to their capability – they should. I did forget about it. I got ESPN on the background. With like three minutes left, they're down three. They got three timeouts, and like the second play, they're running those pitches every time, and the Saints fucking queuing on it. He fumbles, and you're like, oh, my God, they're going to run it back. Oh, yeah. And then right away, you realize his knee was down. But that was – when it happened live, that play was you crazy. think, like, oh, my, they're going to lose like this? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I did. That's – I thought live it was – and then it was one of those, the second you saw the replay. You, you remember down. the Jerry Rice, Green Bay, the Owens catch, Jerry fumbles? Yeah. Remember? <laughs> and yep. uh, replay didn't exist. So it's like, yeah, did, did the Thank Niners deserve to win that game? I mean – it's 96. Because <laughs> if it's 96, the Saints win the game, probably. So you want, you want, uh, you want, w- which thing were you angry about after the game? That both teams don't get the football in overtime? No, I just, that, I just uh, kind of. Offensive pass interference. I kind of like. Tw- Twitter was having a day. I kind of like the tweet of this guy. I saw Aaron Nagler retweeted it because he's like, I agree. And this guy tweeted that he believes that in the playoffs, maybe this was an old rule back before like we were alive. I don't ever remember it. But I was like, you know, it kind of makes sense. In the playoffs, the home there is no flip of the coin. The home team gets the ball. 
I think it, 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 and sudden death in the playoffs. Oh, but everything else stays the yeah, same. Th- this wasn't anything I was mad about. I just saw a tweet. I was like, that's not a terrible idea. What do you what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I did. I was well. I don't love it. I like to find a way for both teams to get the ball, but I do like it better than a coin flip deciding, on a, especially on a coin flip when one team had three more wins in the regular season. So it's all. Yeah, and the other thing would be: Does that affect the way you play at the end of regulation? Depending on who has the ball, knowing we're not going to get the ball to start overtime, or we will get because, for example, to start in like the sport of baseball, it'd be the equivalent of like even if you go into extras, you you get the last APs if you're the home team. Like, what what was the advantage for them being the home team going into overtime? Just the crowd, I guess. And just the but, luck yeah. of the they just that was a big flip. No, I I know I I. If you told me you could either do that or do nothing to overtime, I would accept that in the postseason. In the regular season, you haven't earned. Yeah, to me, the regular. But but that that was his argument. You play 16 fucking games to earn the right, and the Saints had been much better in the regular season, and the game was overtime. I I was like, God, that's a genius idea. The more I think about it, the more I like it. I'm with you. What what do you you think about just sudden death in general? I don't mind. I'm a little more on the, like, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind finding a way for everybody to get the ball, but we've all talked about the different ways that works. I don't, what are you going to do, give everybody the ball at the 50? The, the collegiate, the, even if you score a touchdown, you kick off to the other team, and then they have to score a touchdown to match, and then what, we just keep going? I, 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 I'm okay so, with the, also the college rules never making their way. Like I, right? Yeah, I don't want, that's what I'm saying, the 25, I don't I, want Does that. high school do that too? I guess it probably depends what uh, state you live in. I don't know. I saw Matt Liner Insta, Instagram post that his son hit a game-winning three in like the third overtime of his youth basketball yeah. game. And he so he posted the video, and it starts with a jump ball. So I don't know if it was like by the time you get to the third OT, first basket yeah. wins. I don't know exactly how that works. but uh, Underrated. I saw Liner, by the way, with his kid like on Instagram maybe like last year. It's like, God damn, this kid's pretty old. And then you realize he had a kid when he was in college. You're like, that that was fifteen that's fifteen years. Yeah, kid's like thirteen. 14 now. probably, right? Probably like five, ten. Oh five, oh six. Yeah, You're maybe. right. Fourteen. Yeah. He's he's I mean Something like division that. one talent, you think? Probably. So uh, I know we'll have plenty more time to talk about that. Just but. off the top of your head, rank the is this the best game of the weekend? We got Chiefs Texans, which to me is a bad game. I, I like the Chiefs in that game. Yeah, I wish the Bills had won that game. Now, not that it would have mattered, but I just I'm more interested. Me too. In watching I, the Bills. I found myself like you know what the Bills they're going to be a team I just follow and kind of root for. I, I, they're my AFC East non-Patriot team. They're just my AFC maybe team, beside the Chiefs. Right. Uh, and the Raiders. Yeah, but and the Raiders uh, are my team. You hate them. Titans Ravens. That doesn't do much for me. Uh, Seahawks Packers. Yeah, I mean that's kind of ugly. I mean, I just I'm gonna I, I'm gonna. So yeah, I think this yeah, is I'm the best game. Seattle in that game. I am too. Did did the Niners like dare avoid the Saints, who I think we thought was going to be the toughest opponent? Now this team just beat them, but Seattle still alive. Like it is kind of shaping. Could Seattle go into if Seattle goes into Green Bay and upsets it? And the Niners take care of business. We kind of get round three, which would be cool. Would you rather play Seattle in that game or uh, New Orleans? Or, what about Green Bay? I would have Green Bay first. As a team probably. you would like to avoid? No. The team you'd like to play? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Which, well, But my point is, would you rather 
if I said you could, like you, you were just saying, the Niners benefit. New Orleans is now out. But are we sure you'd rather play Seattle than New Orleans at home in Why, the I just championship watched, game? I, what the fuck was that from today? New Orleans today, guy. I, 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 well, I know. Today, you're like, well, I wish they were back in. I don't even know what to say. They looked. I thought of all the teams this weekend, they looked the worst. Like, even the Bills did weird shit and the Texans, but they did, like. And the Patriots, you're watching them going, they just, like, they, they just, just don't know what the, they are. The like, New Orleans, you expected, you know. If it was a numeric, like I expected a nine, and I was got like a four. I thought they were just beyond terrible today, most of the game. You watch them, you go, yeah, the team's not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, Even if they had right. pulled somehow this game out of their ass. Uh, before we move on, John, let's tell the people that this podcast also brought to you by Seat Geek. I'm going to pull it. Promo code HAM. Get you $10 off, which uh, as I'm pulling up the Seat Geek app, it's a big deal. You go. You go to need, to guy. You go to need. You, you go. You go. You go. Uh, you get me a uh, a price there, and I'll tell you uh, that SeatGeek is definitely the way to go. Not just for sports, live music, comedy. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for, all in one place. Uh, in an industry that stagnates, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. They built the fastest way to find tickets. So you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. I've used it. You've used it many, 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 many times. Big Green Dot says this is a good value. Little Red Dot says don't buy it. It's the very easy scale rating of 1 to 10 that everybody's pretty familiar with. And it's all placed on an interactive seat map. And the best part, John, all the tickets are fully guaranteed, so you can shop with confidence. So what are the uh, big green dots that you're Well, there's a lot of green dots right now. Download SeatGeekGap, promo code HAM. I I would say the cheapest get-in price I can find for upper deck would be about $320. Not terrible. Not terrible. Uh, You can actually get pretty good seats in the 200 level for about $350, you know, behind the end zones. You can get the Mm -hmm. Bud Light Lounge, which is actually a really good seat. Right, right behind the, I guess the south end zone. It is a, uh, for yeah. about three, three, three fifty, like and you got food right behind you. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a, che- that might not a, a cheap endeavor, but yeah. So, SeatGeek download every little what bit times counts. The, does the Raiders? Oh no, there, that's next year. Uh, we got Warriors, the Chase Center, uh, Golden One. I don't know if you've noticed, they stink. So you can probably get in pretty cheap if you live in the SAC area. I really thought this was the year, John, for the Kings. Yeah, I do. So we can get Golden One, Chase Center. That they got the eight. We got Pac-12 basketball conference play going right now. You Moraga, you want to go watch Randy Bennett? They're rolling. They just lost in four overtime. I did not Pacific. know that. I did know that Damon Stoudemire is the head coach because I saw someone Instagram it on a story. Yeah. All right. Seed Geek promo code Ham. Get you ten bucks off. Download he is the, the coach, app. right? Uh, Damon Stoudemire. Yes. So he great. lives in Stockton. Damon Stoudemire. Unless he commutes from L- uh, LA. You know, Berkeley or something. Was well, he specific Sorry. good? Like, was that a crazy upset? Or you know, I that's that's where my knowledge stops. So on that's this a bad one. loss for them, just regardless. I don't think it's a good one. Yeah, but if someone was telling me that Pacific's not terrible. But again, yeah, I you don't. can't for them. They have to win that game. Yeah, they got to win that game. Uh, you don't get to lose games to non-Gonzagas. And although Gonzaga, the other day, they were like, they, lo- anyway. they lose a game? All right. No, but they were down in the second half to Portland. Coached by Terry Porter. Seriously? Uh, Brady and Belichick, John. That. Brady and Belichick. You know, we, we have been talking about Brady and Belichick through thick and thin. And uh, if that reporter wants to know what thin looks like, 
Perhaps they're about to find out. I don't know. Um, are you convinced that Tom Brady will not be playing for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots next year? Uh, year? I, I, I lean 50-50 right now. I think it's a legit up in the air. And I, I think it's more probably on Brady. Uh, where could he go? Because I was thinking about this last night when they lost. And this is what probably there are only two teams in the country that truly feel devastated after they don't win the whole thing. And that's Saban and Bill. Like, is anyone else that ecstatic? Like, or I mean, that devastated after losing a play? Like, it felt like, did they just lose the Super Bowl? It feels like it's over? That they're... Well, no one believes more that they're going to win. Well, their standard right? is just exponentially higher. And theirs is probably higher than even Bama. It's just, it's a little different. But I, if he goes, let's say, to the Bears, or the fucking Raiders, or the Chargers, that goes out the window, you know? And he has everything established there with the way they think. So I, I still lean he probably gets back. But the money, because Brady's going to be a free agent. And he's going to be able to say, and I, I, I love that hell to the knob video, and I tweeted this last night. What is I don't that know. From? I just found it and I ripped it because I loved it so much. When you're a free really agent, you get to test the market. So when John Gruden goes, okay, Tom, I will give you two years, $75 million, every penny guaranteed. So we're all humans. Like every human, regardless what you do, doesn't mind every once in a while, no matter how focused you are or whatever, you're liked. You're wanted. You like that in relationships, no different professionally. And I think sometimes, if you're Tom, though I truly believe while there's animosity, Tom understands that Bill Belichick is fucking great. Just because a guy and respects and knows that they were the combo, he needed him, just like Bill needed him. But I think sometimes when you don't always hear Bill saying he needs you, like, fuck this guy, you know? Like, I don't mind getting yelled at. I do it as part of the team. Like, doesn't it feel like Popovich and Duncan's relationship? Well, they always said, no different Brady. He could get on him, and it set the tone. But it also felt like they spent a lot of time at dinners, the two of them. Like, it's pretty well established. Those two never hung out one time. So Yeah, I mean, and part of that might be on the player, right? Tim Duncan wasn't chip guy. Yeah, but I think that Tom would like hang out with Bill if Bill was a little more open. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I think both. I think both parties are are different in that dynamic. One hundred percent. The people are. I think at the end of the day, Tim and even Pop are probably a little easier going than those two. Like Tom, you're right. Probably bear some blame and just like Tom, you maybe need to relax a little too. Remember the clip that went viral. The only time I watched the shop is when Gronk was on there, and Gronk would be like, you know, sometimes I have to look at Tom. Like, Tom, the guy's fucking a rookie. You can't keep fucking yelling at him. You're freaking him out. Like, and you could tell Gronk was like, earned so much respect with Tom. He could talk to him, unlike most players. Like, Tom, you need to chill. And you could just see it in Tom's face. Like, God, he's an intense motherfucker. You know, they're kind of two peas in a pod. But that's where I think, like, close your eyes and envision Brady going to a game, like, he does have a lot of money, though. If Gruden offered him eighty million, or Dean Spanos offered him eighty million, or the Bears, and and Belichick's like, bro, we're only going to offer you like forty million. Like that's that's where I do think it could be. Not because the quote unquote like Tom needs money, but it's no different than if we had a fucking podcast and some dude owned it, and we had a two year run and we doubled the revenue, and then we became a free agent. 
Or let's say we've been doing it with someone for 10 years. We really liked them, but it was like, bro, these are this is what we're worth. We got a guy offering us double this. And he's like, well, I only think you're worth this. We'd probably just leave. Even if we'd had a bunch of success, we're like, we can double the money. I had, there's got to be a money element to this of, do you... But I do think the tough thing with that, eval- is with that craft? Uh, comparison, well, there's craft and there's also Tom has all the money he'll ever need. No, I'm not, when I say that, I don't, I'm not saying, Tom, you should take a discount. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just saying he does money, have the ability. If he earns zero dollars, it means nothing How badly life. do I want to win? Like, to me, the Raiders aren't getting Tom because they're the highest bidder if someone else is close to them. They've got to be the highest bidder and he's got to think they can win. Would it make sense to do for Tom to do a quote unquote money grab and just not even worry? Like maybe we'll win, maybe we won't. But I'm going to take. Let's say the let's say the Raiders well, offered him two for eighty because it's not going to yeah, hurt his legacy or I mean, anything, right? Just a money grab. I just depend. Well, I mean, someone offering two for sixty. I mean, is it is the twenty million dollar difference worth what his next two years are going to be like if they're not good? How good? It's it's. It's hard to just black and white that because there's so many moving parts. Do you think? Eight, do you think two for eighty is extreme? Because it sounds kind of crazy, but it's like, well, what what does the highest paid quarterback make I think per Russell, year right like thirty five or Carson Wentz? Okay, yeah, so no, it's Tom fucking Brady. He's like, I'm a free agent. Think, and here's the other thing: it's a little. But I also think like you gotta. He's got a. I, I think he's he's been doing it for years, so he gets like I don't need to be the highest paid guy for the sake of it if it's gonna make mean my team can't win. Or makes it harder for my team to win, right? If Tom Brady's on the Cowboys, he wants to make sure we got a Mark Cooper. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, would it make sense for Tom to follow? Let's say Josh gets the Carolina job. Would he fall into Carolina? Because it doesn't feel like they're close. Can you see him working for Dean Spanos? I, I just... But if I can't see him working for Dean Spanos, how the fuck would he associate himself with Mark Davis? But that is where they could offer him a lot of money, and it is more group. Well, Troy Aikman was ready to work for Dean Spanos. He was? Sam Farmer wrote this thing about the three times Troy almost came out of retirement this weekend. And one of them was he was like he was going to do it. He wanted to go play for North Carolina. What year Turner. was this? Like 2001 or something? Right, yeah, like the years or two after he retired. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, well, the new GM actually, he wants to bring on whoever the Bills don't keep. So it's either going to be Flutie. Rob Johnson or Flutie. And they went with Flutie. The best story, though, was – the uh, McNabb breaks his ankle. Is that when Andy signed Jeff Garcia at home or something? And were they going to play the Niners maybe? I don't know. That's a long time ago. So McNabb breaks his ankle. Uh, Aikman's doing a game, and the producer says in his ear, you got to call Andy Reid at halftime. So he calls Andy. So this is probably two years after he's out of the league, right? He calls Andy. And Andy, you got to ask Andy about this. Andy says to him, uh, You're saying at halftime of the game, Andy's playing in. At halftime of the game that Aikman is calling. So, like, maybe earlier. Oh, Aikman wasn't calling the Eagles game. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So. That would have been incredible. And then I guess there was the Dolphins, too. I think that was Norv again. Was Norvin. Norv would have been in the. So it was the it was North twice, but anyway, Andy calls him, and the way he tells the story, it's not like Andy says to him like, "Hey man, next week we're gonna be wherever in San Francisco, and I want you, like you're gonna be there, you're gonna be suiting up for us." <laughs> like kind of as like about a, it? Andy just went at him. Uh, here's the quote: Andy says he did think about it. He slept on it, 
And then he's like, do I want to get, he's like, I woke up the next morning thinking, do I want to fly to cold, you know, basically like cold ass Philly to get my ass kicked? Because they were bad. <laughs> it might have been like McDowell in the early years. Uh, so Andy says, where did I lost the quote now? But anyway, that was the, that was the, uh, hey, we're playing in San Francisco on Monday night and you'll be the starter. And I said, Andy, I haven't played in two years. And he said, you'll be all right. <laughs> you know the plays, basically. Don't you think that shit like that happens more than people realize? To like, yeah, super- like has, has Romo taken a call this year? I would say that Romo's taken multiple calls every year. Don't you think? Yeah. But I mean, like, Romo's probably taken a call. Hell, maybe Romo's taken a call in the last month about next year. Like, Tony, I know... You know, you want more money from CBS. If it's about the money, we'll pay you thirty million. I mean, is anyone going to pay him? I don't know, but he's definitely. Well, hey, we'll calls. give you fifteen. We'll guarantee it all. <laughs> the problem is he can make fifteen working for Monday Night can Football he? next year. Oh yeah, next year he can. But yeah, so yeah, I just think that it's probably any time a guy retires that's of a super high stature. Like, do a bunch of people call Gronk? Like, hey man, are you ever going to come back? Would you play for anyone different? I'd be calling Gronk all the fucking time. How many times does the Patriots call yeah. Gronk this year? Every week. Yeah, that's that's a good little nugget. You know, was was funny about the post game interview with Kirk Cousins is Kirk says like, man, basically, man, what a product the NFL. No, Did you see I that? saw someone tweet that. I thought they were joking. It was funny. No, it was he was serious. Like, man, there's nothing football. What a product. <laughs> well, like, I, oh. I saw someone tweet like, I didn't know I didn't know Cousins fucking was on Goodell's payroll. I was like, what? He, he like making fun of him? Like, what's he talking about? Well, he's talking about the franchise tag, John. It is a hell of a product. But, but like, that Titans-Patriots game wasn't a great product, but it was one of High, the... Was I think highest-rated game in nine years of wild-card weekend. Average 29, peaked at, like, 32 million people. Here's what I know about Tom. If he's the quarterback for the Falcons, or not the Falcons, the Colts, or the, Cow- the Cowboys would be special. Whatever he does next year will be highly rated. But the best chance he's ever had to win will be with Bill Bellett. Like that, and you, you're the one, I don't want to take your take here, but that, that is, if it's an end of the era, it's the end of not just the Patriots but, era, but, but just But I don't special. think, and I know fans don't care about this, and they shouldn't. Like, a lot of fans, and I even found myself, like, it's not, I'm not losing sleep over the Patriots being gone round one. Like, it's like, whatever. We've seen enough of them. But they do really matter to the, the health of the league. So the fans, you want your league to be as powerful as possible, the more money... They haven't just been kind of a villain. They have just the craziest fucking story in the history of sports for 20 years. Of just seven different controversies. The best coach ever, who's kind of a dick. Even their quarterback, who's like the choir boy of the league, kinda, from his looks, has been suspended for deflategate. They have like, this thing's gonna come out on the Bulls. I would say the Bulls had like a nine-year run, and really it was separated by a couple years. Now granted... Those two, that year and a half when Michael left added to when he came back. So it like, it was really powerful. But like the Bulls were really important to the NBA. Like that, that fucking, the villain slash the dominance, no different than the Warriors for that little five-year run. But I don't think it sniffs what this Patriot team, the the, the emotion that they bring out of people, just because we know their stories, we either hate them, we, they evoke Every and every, John, it's. I think the beauty of them is it's every. It's not the hardcore fans. It is the most average. Don't watch because every game chick's gonna fan. know Brady. Every guy in like business is gonna be like, 
hold Bill in reverence, but might think he's an asshole. If you're a fan of another team, especially in the AFC, you're going to hate him, right? If you're a Steeler fan or Chiefs fan, you're like, fuck, get that, get them well, out how, of here. John, there's multiple organizations that think it's personal with them. Multiple, right? The Colts think it's personal. The Jets think it's personal. The Giants think yeah. it's personal. Uh, well, he, the well, Bills yeah, always have like a chip a about it. He has a vendetta against the Jets. He hates Cleveland. So, Bill's so petty. Yeah. Bill's got... He's got... The he's Ravens. got a little bit of Trump in the sense of... There, there's there, there's a Ravens yeah, thing with them. Yeah, he knows, like... There's a Trump element of if you hate him, you really hate him. And, like, last night, everyone's ripping him when Vrabel's doing what he did in October. And then, Bill, after the game... I, do you understand what was going on? Like... I think I know football and I talk about it for a living and then I realize I don't know rules. I don't even I don't even get it. What where's this five minute mark? You can't start going off size and just run out the clock forever. Well the clock starts on the whistle outside of five minutes after they have uh So here's what let me just state this at and let me know if I'm if you're if I'm followed what happened. So he sends out the pent unit on fourth and one at like their own forty five. So he has no problem taking a delay a game. Run the clock with like six minutes. Well, there's so over six. six. So he runs the clock all the way to zero, takes a delay a game. On the next snap, with like five fifty five or six ten or whatever, he has a guy intentionally fall start. The, hold on, now now add add the ball gets placed down after the delay a game penalty, and the clock starts running. So, okay. okay, so the ball gets placed down back then at the fifty instead of the forty five, and they do they start the clock again. On the ready for play, the clock starts after at the penalty. At 25 seconds. Outside of five minutes. The game so he, clock so, and the But play the play clock. clock goes to 25 seconds, right? So he can run a right. free 25 seconds off. So does he take a delay right. a game there, or does he have them jump start at the one-second mark? He has them uh, false start. False start at like the, with one second remaining before it hits double zero. Because if you do back-to-back delays... Then they can do. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't but hear you what can't they take called back it. But it's basically like a. Oh, it's an unsportsmanlike. So you, is what it is. And that would take you fifteen. So he doesn't want to do that. So he takes a false start, which is another five. Which again, he doesn't mind losing a little yardage here, right? So then, right. but now he can take another delay outside of five restart, minutes. And then they'll restart, and then they'll start it again. The, the clock. So he can Correct. bleed an Correct. extra free fucking minute. More, John. It was, it was more like than a minute thirty, minute. It was, almost. Because it was yeah. forty seconds. Then 225, so it was like 40 seconds plus 50. You're right. So it's a minute 30. It's pretty genius. I mean, it's, it's just a free... It was... He only knew that. Well, I mean, he might... He actually clearly, like... I didn't quite know this. They kept mentioning on the broadcast. They're like, yeah, he was mad at Bill when he got traded. He kind of got... He was one of those guys back in their, I did in hear their that. heyday yeah. when it's like, you're fucking me, Bill. I want to be... You're just getting rid of me. And then he realized probably as he gets older, it's like, well, I would have traded me too. And you want to be friends with him. But he clearly stole that from Belichick. And in a league that's full of meatheads, the smartest guys always win. Because I'm watching that while analytic Twitter's crushing Vrabel for not going for it. Because it was fourth and one, right? And they're up three points. Was it 13 to 10? or Oh, it was 14 to 13. They're only up one point. So it was like, Vrabel doesn't have the balls. And my thought, I don't know where you stood, I got no problem punting. They got 13 points. The Patriots can't move the ball. And then what I get, you're all, if you punt it and you punt it out of bounds, you're only gaining 20 yards. Have you guys watched the Patriots? It's really hard for them to gain 20 yards. I thought it, the punting is 100% the right move because you cannot give them the ball at midfield. You're just gifting them. You can't gift them the ball right there, right? I thought he did the right thing. 
Yes. I, yeah, and I think he did the right thing and earned some like, God, is Rabel kind of a genius meathead? <laughs> you know, clearly there's a reason. I, he's not a meathead. He's just a smart, high-level guy. Is Rabel a really good coach? Because their team kind of came in ready to roll. They're physical. They're tough. There were a couple collisions where it'd be like, Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons, the dude from Mississippi State, would slam the guy as Evans, middle linebacker from Alabama, would come in and make the tackle who... You see how good that guy looked? Number 54? Jesus Christ. While Sony Michelle, it was just like an SEC players everywhere. And it'd flip, and it'd be Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown. You're like, can, does Tannehill get to claim the SEC? A&M wasn't in it at the time, but... The Seahawks secondary, have you noticed? They're all Pac-12 guys. They are? Cody Barton, Marquise Blair, uh, one other guy. Those are two Utah guys. They had one other guy. Well, because uh, Seattle likes long corners, and Utah loves them too, right? Yeah, well, one of those guys, Barton's a linebacker, but yeah, exactly. They do. They love the yeah. same players. Because Kyle, Kyle's knee forgetting. Like, how many five, ten corners is Kyle winning here? Oh, Ugo Amadi from Oregon. Ben Burkirvan, their linebackers from UW. See, I don't know any of that. I hear these names. Michael Kendrick. I mean, yeah, they – anyway, but no, I, I think uh, – you tweeted it. I, we've talked about it. We were talking about it like last week when we were talking about the – just executive of the year like the single best move was clearly Tannehill and then he wasn't just kind of a guy that held the football so your defense can win the football game like he made plays well, I don't not, know, what about I think, um, did he throw for a total of 75 yards oh I don't know all I know is he when he had to make a big time throw he made a big time well it's throw. a double whammy they don't win like the difference between him and Marks Mariota is dramatic like they're not where they're at with Marks Mariota right they don't make the playoffs with Marcus Mariota, and they de- they don't go into Foxborough and win the game with Marcus Mariota. Like that's just well, at the at the end of the day, no matter what his numbers, he just had to make a throw. That's how, what he made happen, a couple right? runs. Like it's hard to watch him and go, I kind of like this guy. Would yeah. you rather have next year for one season with the Titans trade? Who says no first? Titans call Minnesota, or Minnesota calls the Titans. Straight up quarterbacks. Well, I think. I think Tennessee says no. Faster than Minnesota says no. Yeah, but also Minnesota's further along with their guy. Like, they've figured out where his ceiling is, you know? But I think that Ryan Tannehill possesses more talent, right? Well, he he was a first-round pick, wasn't he? Top 10 pick, had one-year starter, wide receiver. He'd been a receiver. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Does it come to an end? Like, do you think they're back next year? Well, you know, I started thinking, what's more likely, Brady's back in New England or... Derek's back with the Raiders. Derek's back with the Raiders. Carr. Uh, my my thing is, guy, is Tom's not an idiot. There's going to be so many people wooing yeah, Tom. Yeah, and I, I think any time that you don't, like, you don't never get wooed when you're Tom, you kind of get yelled at. And then, well, it takes two to tango. Like, the, the Patriots aren't screwing him on these deals. Like, he's active. He's He has to sign them, right? But I do think if you go, John Gruden offers me two years, well, $70 million, and then Bill goes, well, we'll offer you two for 40. Like, fuck you. You know? Well, also, just keep in mind, like, they've that, been. That, to me, is the kicker, Tom Brady, right? Like, when you come back and he looks at yeah. you and he goes, I'm not getting close to that. The Brady Patriots contract issues have been non-dramatic for it's his the only time he's ever hit free, like, guy, he's never hit free agency before in his life. But, but what I'm saying is. He's hitting for agency because he chose. He opted out, and I think when he opted out, there's probably some element of like, yeah, they just do funny shit with his contract all the time. We'll figure out what it is when we get there. 
Well, maybe it was something. Maybe it was something significant. Why well, right? did you listen to the podcast? Uh, Simmons had Wickersham on, and Wickersham no. said one of the reasons, like Tom, finally last year wanted, like it's time now, guys. Just give me. Obviously, I'm not getting like a six year deal, but give me a three eighty. You know, just some kind of a big all guaranteed, and they. I mean, in fairness to Bill, it's like, bro, you're 41. <laughs> We're not, and that's where I think it's going to get really complicated. He might just get a couple. Just again, the 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 elephant in the room is Gruden could offer something just outrageous because for them it would make sense to give. Hey, Tom, we'll give you two for eighty every penny guaranteed. Which you go? Do we? And then Mark would be like, "Do we have the revenue streams coming in yet? <laughs> Can we max out on the loans?" Well, the Chargers could. The Chargers could do the same thing then by that yeah, the measure, char- right? If the Raiders the Chargers could do, the, do it, the, so the, could the Chargers and the Chargers are like, "Here, you get to come play yeah. here." Now you're not playing for Gruden, but, but I'd you say this: you got Keenan Allen, you got Hunter Henry, yeah, got Mike Williams. They got some players on defense. Joey Bosa. Yeah, N- yeah Joey. Uh, we've got Joey, the other way yep. now. Ingram. Like they, they do have good players. <laughs> Uh, I expected to say Bosa's name and it'd be the wrong Bosa, but it was the right Bosa. What if Bill was like, you know what? I'll beat you out of here, Jerry. I, well, that I do. I do think if that Bill I, calls Jerry and says, Jerry, I want to come. Here's the number. Jerry has to come. But I just check. think that I wonder if the Patriots would even entertain it. Like they just had to keep Josh and Tom and just keep it a little more normal. I do think there would be well, huge I, I, uproar from the fans, though. There would be. I think the question, if you're Robert Kraft, is how many more years is Bill coaching? Because if I think it's not really even about, even though Tom is, the, it's about the next guy. What's Josh? I mean, he's there. It's about no. That's what I'm saying. Like Josh is potentially five years from now. More. I mean, five years from now, if Josh is good, he's far more valuable than Brady is. Two years from now, he's more valuable than Brady is. Right? If he's a good head coach, which I don't know if he Big is. Big question not, mark but. for sure. I do think Josh is pretty dynamic. Like as a like. When he's in that role, it's clear he's an elite offensive coordinator. I know they had a rough game, but I've seen him do enough of these crazy calls. He just he's got shit in the bag. I just wonder if you're Robert. I wonder how much they're seriously thinking about this. Belichick might say this because this is what I would say if I was Bill. Robert, the times now. I get he's an iconic player, but I let's, we need to move on. Let him go. And Robert just. I mean, I I don't think it would even be a guess. I don't think Robert's okay with that. Because in fairness to Robert, if I was him, I would not want Tom to play for another place, right? Well, here's the other thing you'd be saying, right? Okay, Bill, who's our next like, quarterback? I'll figure it out. Who am I so, telling people he, to come watch next? force his hand to be like, okay, him or me? Well, Bill could blow it up if he wants to. Well, because then easy, Robert would go, right? well, it's we're going to go with him because we're going to keep Josh from going somewhere. Josh probably a little easier to deal with. And then how fast does Bill – like? <laughs> Would teams like, uh, should we fire our head coach? <laughs> I mean, how many teams, like, I mean, would the Eagles be like, uh, you want to come here? <laughs> you know? No, the Eagles wouldn't do it. Dan Snyder would be like, oh, Ron, I know I said everything. I'll pay you the $40 million. See ya. <laughs> it's J- Jerry, it's it's too perfect. Yeah, it's too Jerry. perfect. Jerry, Jerry Jones, man. It would be sweet. And then you'd go, well, somehow the NFL upgraded the storyline. What, what would, be the, crazy, what would be the crazier t- story? Brady going like Chargers or Brady, Bill. Josh, stay, Bill goes to the Cowboys. Bill, yep. That, would that that's be crazier. The, Bill leaving is crazier. Bill leaving is better for Brady. Would you say Bill going to the Cowboys? Depending you say on where he goes. Belichick ended up as a Cowboys head coach. That's a top five story of the last 20 years since sports. That, that's just, that would be as crazy as I... 
I was thinking like some of the Tiger Woods stuff. Le- LeBron. There would leaving. not be. Would there be a? Yeah, I mean, would there be a better just made for talk show? I mean, just it's a mass. It's it's when our powers combine. I am Captain doesn't it kind of feel I mean, like it's, it's on the, most the table? Powerful forces on Earth. Yeah, because it does feel like the crafts will side with Tom over Bill, and it does. If Bill, like you said, he can he could press eject because he can simply say it's him or me. Now Brady could too. I do think the crafts could like take a deep breath. Like if Bill's like, I want to be here, the crafts could easily just side with Bill because it's like he's a coach. He's gonna be here longer. He is really important. Tom is fucking forty three. Well, he's our whole organization. He's Bill. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. He's not he's not the coach. <laughs> he's everything. It's like he negotiates, he picks the players, he coaches every player. You watch him like that clip in the Saban doc, it was like he wasn't talking about defensive coverages. He was talking about onside kicks. Like that's that's the special team. He's the head coach. The uh, like when you think true CEO head coaches, you that's ideally what you want. Like he call offense, he call defense, you know, special teams, even though defense is baby they might be fucked. Like if I, I know this. Would if I was a Patriot fan, under, I would be like, I love Tom. I think he's the greatest player ever. And I, it's like Tom was a badass last night. I thought he was really good. But under my fucking dead body, do we we just have to side with Bill? Because I, I don't think there's any question. And if Bill, I would be more mad if they sided with Tom and it went Tom and Josh. It's like I like you, Josh, but I like you being the two with the big boss in the big office. Even though whenever I see you see the glimpses of his office, it's always a little kind of small. It shows you like Bill ain't even, doesn't even give a shit about any of that. Doesn't it feel like Josh would be like, I want a bigger office? Bill, that shit doesn't even cross Bill's mind. It's just all substance. It's nothing. What you wear in the office, what your office looks like. Do NFL coaches did Ant? What it was, was Andy's office like? But I just think the owner thinks that like I mean, it just it's just it was massive. And I think when you see some of these clips, like Saban's office, most head coaches' offices are treated like kings. I don't even think Bill, if Bill would have asked for it, when they like he would have got it. But I don't think he gives a fuck. Because all he cares about is dominating. Doesn't it feel like he's going to go in the lab this year and might come back like guns blazing? I wouldn't mind the Cowboys. That would be, that would be my pick. I hope that happens. Feels a little unrealistic. It, it, you know what it feels like, guy? Tom's going to be the quarterback of the Chargers. I'm going to be like, ugh. I don't. I don't think that would be as big as you think. Like people are gonna. No, I would much rather him be the court. Like if he's the quarterback of the Bears, I think that's yeah. big. Him as the quarterback of the Chargers. Anyway, any anyway, the, the Rams could get a hold of him. Or are they stuck with Goff? Could they trade Goff? Like would the Raiders trade for Goff? That's interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting. Like who does he meet with? Because that's. Tom Brady's free agent meetings are going to be some of the biggest story. It'll be the biggest story in America when he's doing it, right? Tom Brady's meeting today with Matt Nagy and Chicago Bears. Like that's where's that on the ESPN.com ticker, <laughs> right? You just—it's not on the ticker, John. It's just, <laughs> we now interrupt this over this triple overtime game that seventeen people are watching. Nuggets, Mavs. Yeah, the NCAA tournament. We now interrupt. Oh look, Romo's here. Uh, Grant Hill, get out of your chair. Raph, pardon me. Romo's going to sit in for the uh, final four here and talk Brady Cowboys or Brady Bears. But like I said, Romo will be on with Steve Levy on Monday Night Football next year, so that's totally the topic. Uh, All right, some headlines, which is really, I mean, the playoff games. We touched on them. 
All right, we, let's rank them. We, if Niners, Vikings is one, rank the other three after that. Uh, uh, I'll go. Me personally, I'll go. I'll go. I'll yeah, go. I'll this go, is I'll our go podcast. Chiefs, Chiefs game second. I'll go third. You know, I mean, Lambeau Field. You could say Lambeau is probably the second game. I mean, playoff game Lambeau doesn't get any bigger versus Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson versus the Packers. Like, you talking about some cha-ching. The league's like, I, mean, I don't even know. I don't have the schedule, but that's probably fucking Saturday, Sunday afternoon, I would imagine, the Green Bay afternoon game. Actually, guy, I think it's the – I'm pulling You know up they right moved here. the times back, aren't they? So – yeah, so the Niners game is Saturday, okay. one thirty. The the five fifteen Saturday game is which Titans, is a normal Ravens. NBC night game, right? The uh, yes, but it's Saturday night. But is that NB- Is that the Al Tex- Michaels Saturday night? Does it say? Uh, I don't have the. Oh, uh, that's okay. CBS. Like the last night. Wait, the Niners Vikings is on Saturday at one yes. thirty. I'm gonna be honest with you. I did what not know that. What time do you think that was already scheduled? We'd known that all week. Yeah, I I was thinking about the fact that the NFC title game is like a six o'clock Sunday yeah. night game. Uh, Throws you off a little bit. Yeah, uh, and then Sunday the twelve o'clock game is Texans Chiefs, and then Seahawks Packers is three forty Sunday night. So yes, you're you, right. They identified you have a basketball that game. game to call, and on that Saturday game is afternoon? that game's on Fox. Uh, yeah, it might be at three o'clock. Sucks for you. Who, who's playing? Stanford. Well, you'll be in the vicinity. <laughs> yeah, I'll. I'll uh, don't worry. I will. It'll work out for me. Don't you worry about me. So yeah, I will find a way. Um, so I would go Packers Seahawks two. To me, it's a clear two. Then I probably go Ravens Titans out of curiosity because I think the Chiefs yeah. To me, the gonna... AFC game is just like, can we get to the conference championship of the two teams we want? I just have curiosity on Ravens Titans. I don't have like I don't if the Chiefs lose to the Texans. I found the oh. Buffalo Bills do way more for me. The roller coaster of Josh Allen, the pitch that he had randomly, the sacks that he took multiple times in situations were like, what the fuck is going on? I can imagine Sean McDermott today in his office going, "Oh my, this guy made some incredible throws, right? A couple like across his body where you just went if you were a Josh Allen guy, you'd be like, see, you idiots. Look at this guy. And then there were a couple plays where you just go, is this Blaine Gabbert? What, what is going on here? That was – it's easy to sell if you're a Bills fan because he is so talented where you're like, listen, we got to figure this out. But there were moments where it was really shitty yesterday, guy, of just doing 360s in the pocket, fading away. It's like, what is this guy? You guys got the lead or you're coming – you know, it's tied – it was a crazy ending. The coaches fucking up. It was so crazy. I don't even remember. I just remember multiple times jotting down on my phone like, what are these two coaches doing? And it's like, I don't necessarily blame Sean McDermott for Josh Allen sprinting backwards. <laughs> it was like a third and 15 that turned into like a fourth and 20. It was crazy. It was a wild ending to that game of just, are either of these teams good? I think the Bills are a little better. No. And it was just... De- well, like you texted me, you're like, this is awful, but I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was just an awful, it was an awful, enjoyable game to consume. And you just knew that. The mistakes are human. Just, it's hard when those two guys can just make championship plays, Deshaun and De- DeAndre, right? Like the, 
I mean, the Deshaun play probably doesn't get if they. I mean, it's really an all time play. It just I don't think it's getting the love. It, maybe I'm wrong. It's getting was it over, love. Was it, it in overtime when he hit DeAndre down the seat or down the sideline, or was it like at the? It was to tie the game. There was a play where he just hit DeAndre. It was like we're taking this shit over. It was in regular. It was in the. I'm talking about the OT play where he gets hit by two Keith's guys. Feet. And then you're like, Ty- Taiwan Jones? Is that from Ty- the Raider Taiwan Jones? <laughs> and he just sprints. Like, that's that Taiwan Jones guy. Did you know Taiwan Jones on the Houston Texans? <laughs> no. I only did because he had a big play, I think, two weeks ago. And I just was watching the game, and the, it was like a Rich Gannon or someone like that. And they're like, you know, that was his third touch of his career here. It was like, yeah, fuck, this guy can fly. He's a weird player because he can fly. Clearly, probably looks good in practice, but no one ever uses him. And then he does something. You're like, why does this guy get used more? Yeah, it was wild. A uh, couple other things. The uh, Cowboys have they made it official. It was funny. I, was it Rap Sheet that tweeted like they fired Jason Garrett and Garrett allowed them to? Maybe. As if he was going to quit, not accept the last week of payment. But uh, someone um, tw- someone tweeted. So they interviewed kept, McCarthy, kept tell, like, begging for his job, kind of. I mean, no one wants to get fired. I mean, if you're the coach of the Cowboys and you're having your third meeting, it kind of feels like they're leaving the door open for you. I'd keep telling them I think I can do the job too. My theory by like Friday was Jerry told them, listen, we're going to keep you, but we're going to interview people. And if we find a guy that I believe is better than you, we'll we'll hire that guy. If I don't, I'll just keep you. I wonder if Jason by like Thursday or Friday, like I wonder if I do keep this. But then today, did you see that Maybe it was Rapsheet or Schefter that McCarthy came and interviewed Saturday night, and it went so well he stayed on Sunday. So maybe they're like, oh, God, okay. yeah, we can just do better than Jason. <laughs> McCarthy does like shows three plays, and Jerry's like, I love it. You know, think how easy it is to Jerry just like just do lines going straight. Be like Jerry, we take an Amari, and we're gonna take Gallup, and we're just gonna go go routes. <laughs> Jerry's like, I love it. Or if you, or if you're Mike. I coach Aaron Rodgers, and I think your guy, Dak Prescott, can be better. And then I just walk out of the interview and just make Jerry think. If you want him to be. If you're willing to do what is necessary. Yeah, if, if you're willing to believe in Herm him. Edwards also interviewed. Herm, Herm Edwards? Edwards? Marvin Lewis. <laughs> no, no, Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I don't think he... Herm's not getting a better deal. I he's getting the job. I just wonder, do you, do you think the Cowboys, who are they going to fucking end up with? Well, I, 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 will you be surprised if they hire somebody who is a first-time head coach? They're going to hire Mike McCarthy to be their head coach. Well, I don't. I, is Jerry people who, like some I did of these see, guys? I did are see they people gonna, like people think Jerry does flashes since Jimmy Johnson. He's been pretty vanilla. Like Wade Phillips, even Bill Parcells was an older. Like it was an easy one. He doesn't like Jason Garrett was just his guy. He's not hiring like Robert. Well, I mean Solis. Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Is Lincoln Riley taking his job, or is it just like you don't turn down the Cowboys? Or is that just something uh, people in Texas say? You don't turn down the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're you're Lincoln Riley. Like, does it feel like that's a I Texas think thing? Lincoln's star is going to be bright for a you while. You don't turn down the Cowboys. You Jerry can sell. That's what all I keep hearing is like. Well, look at their coaches. Well, he has taken an Oklahoma. Co- he's taken college coaches. But this before. was in like the mid '90s when it when well, every coach would go pro to college. I, but they still are the Cowboys. Yeah, and their facilities are sweet. Their team's good. Urban Meyer. Urban. To me, that I my guess right now is Urban Meyer's our head coach. 
That would be my guess. Because it's like, close your eyes and think. How does Urban think of the introductory press conference with Jerry, Steven, and Mike McCarthy? I'm not saying Mike McCarthy might even be an upgrade over Jason. It's like, do you see Jason Garrett or Jerry Jones hiring Mike McCarthy? Yeah, I see. I see that over like somebody's like quarterback coach. But I'm just, I just think he's gonna have like get an Urban. Maybe a Lincoln says yes. Maybe a Belichick is what I'm hoping. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. That's the other thing. It's like I could see him going college. Well, you don't want to work for. Here's where I think Jerry has it going for him. Is like you don't answer to a Gettleman. You answer to me. So like, yeah, I pick the players, but you could influence me on stuff. Like it's me and you, right? People to act like that's a detriment. You could argue you're saying I only have to talk with Jerry. Couldn't you say that's a positive if you're a coach? I don't have to worry about the owner and the GM. I just have to uh, work with Jerry. It's not. Do you think Jerry's fucking watching the film? He'd rather be. It's a positive unless you have like a John Lynch, Jed York setup where Jed doesn't say anything to you and John is your guy, right? Like the next head coach of the Browns, yeah. Then Jerry's better because you got to talk to both of them. Although you could argue if the GM's my guy, then he's but just a buffer. But did you see Schefter tweeted, Deep Podesta's contract runs out in a, in a week, and they're like, in a perfect world, they resign him, they get the GM and the head coach. Like, God damn, what, what if there's not a perfect world? This is That's a disaster. It's far from a perfect world. I don't know how Baker Mayfield added a commercial during so far since the season ended, but he has. They got to stop running the one about he's got 68,000 people coming. Yeah, that ended weekend. when the regular season ended. What do you think the uh, the press conference tomorrow, Tua says to Nick? I mean, obviously. I mean, it's to me, the fact that Nick is there, I, I do I've kind of the last few days thought he was I do coming think back. I would support him regardless where it went. Like, Well, totally. I, what I'm I, I have thought for a few days that Tua's coming back. The fact that Nick is there almost makes me feel like he's leaving. And just Nick's kind of thanking him. Yeah, they're just going to talk about the process. I don't know. I something. I'm with you. Nick would totally support him. Whatever he's going to do. I just the fact that Nick is there almost feels like a thank you as opposed to, and a is God the bigger bless. story by far. If Tua says tomorrow, I'm returning to Alabama. Yes and no. I mean, that's the bigger college. I mean, that is a huge story, and we're still talking about the national title. But if Tua with his hip says he's coming out, then that's the biggest NFL draft story. Because is he going to get a clean bill of health? If he is, could he still end up like? Could he go one? But, but yeah. But also, exactly. It's going to be like, hey, until Joe Burrow increased his completion percentage by twenty yeah, percent this Tua's year, just kicking everyone's ass from the jump. Right, everyone's so, ass, like yeah. kicking their ass. Yeah, you're right. To me, if if they come out tomorrow and go, I'm, you're right. It, it'd be a huge story if he goes, I'm going pro, and Nick's like, our doctors have determined he will be fully healthy by June first. You'd be like, well, he's not going to have the red shirt as a rookie. He's like, I, I told him he got a top 15 grade. Nick's already gone on record saying that. So it's not like they can say, well, they didn't think he was going to be, they think he's going to be a top 15 player, which that, the thing's conservative. Clearly, if he was healthy, he's a top five lock. I think the conversation is like, are we sure? Like, do the Redskins even overthink this? Maybe trade back one? You know, who knows? It, it, it's a huge wrinkle to the draft. I would desperately want. The Bradyless Patriots to get do you up there think, and get to us. Do you think somehow. three quarterbacks then would go in the top ten, probably? Burrow, Herbert, and Tua? Because wouldn't you be hard-pressed yes. to see Herbert go above Tua if they go, he's going to get a clean bill? I think, yeah, if he's got a clean bill, he's going ahead of him. Could he end up sneaking ahead of Burrow? Or is like, yes. you think so? Yeah, I so think so. you're saying I the Bengals so. could take Tua is basically the conversation then. 
Yeah, I mean, the hip thing, yeah, that, if we yes, accept he's healthy, yeah, I, I don't think it'd be crazy. What if it's tomorrow? He, to be like, you know what, at the end of the day, two is just going to be more dynamic What if it was Burrow. this? Tomorrow, we wrestled back and forth, and Nick Nick would like take credit on this one. He's going to need to redshirt his rookie year, but I told him, like, you're not going to redshirt here. You might as well just go to the draft right now, get in a system. Everyone, I, I called 10 GMs. They all said he'd still go in the top 20. How big's that story? Like, then the story is like, who's going to draft two with just a redshirt, right? Does he fall past 20 if Bill. he redshirts? If people think he's going to be healthy, then you're talking about I could draft a guy at 50. To me, if the conversation is everyone's pretty comfortable physically, you're just going to have to wait or, a year. Or even like eight weeks. They did it with Gurley. They did it with Jeffrey Simmons. But, I, but I'm just saying, if, if he's going to be healthy in a year... Yeah. Like, you don't have to yeah, wait a year. You're still getting a guy that's a top you get five. No, you top get no game. You get no games this this fall. Right, but I. But if I'm confident, it's just that this is how long it takes to heal. But it's 100 percent heal. Then we'll be like, oh, someone can get him at 18, and we'll just have that conversation until somebody drafts him sixth. Because to me, might go top ten. Like you could convince an owner. Like let's just fucking get the asset. Because in basketball, if I said I had a right. Zion, he's going to miss the year, he would still be a lock to go in the top five. Right? You'd be. Well, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. went 13, but it was because people didn't know if he'd yeah, be healthy. Yeah, but I, if it would to ever me, I heal. think his, his back was, was completely red flagged. I, I, well, right, to, but totally. Yeah, I, I, but that's because people didn't know if he'd ever be healthy. I think Embiid's probably a better example, right? Or, you know, Blake Griffin. But he heard it. Like, he heard it once yeah, he like became pro. Yeah, like his first preseason game, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of guys that came out of the draft injured. I think Embiid, remember, there was like questions about his back, but he was such a freak. But it was still, that one was risky too, like no one ever knew, and it took him a couple years. This one will be kind of black and white of, you think, but I yeah, guess. I don't know. That's hip. where, it, it is complicated. There, there probably <sighs> isn't a scenario where even if somebody gives him a clean, but I, there is not a scenario where, I would say this, there's not a scenario probably where like 25 teams agree, right? Where it's just like almost everybody. Kavon Looney. Like teams didn't. This is not. This, but there were teams that didn't have Kavon Looney on their draft. When you board. see him; he can barely play on the now. I'm just saying. Were they, were yeah, they, right? exactly. So there is no scenario where everyone agrees he's just going to be healthy. That scenario mm-hmm. does non-Kavon not. Non-Kavon Looney on the draft board. Did that guy? Is that guy proven right today? He's now hurt again. He can't be on the field. He's, he's or court. That guy would probably say, ah, if you just let him go instead of resigning him, it would have been a great pick. You got yeah, you know, a couple years out of him. He gave you some yeah. In the NBA, you draft yeah, a guy, for sure. you know, late, whatever. You get a rookie contract out of him and move on. I'd, if he does come back and he's like, I'm going to play next year for Alabama, I'd be like, God, this guy's risking a lot, right? He'd be one more injury yeah. away from being like, he's falling way down in the draft. Well, so. I think that's 9 a.m. Monday, so you something like that, right? I thought it was maybe yeah, it's 10 a.m. Godspeed. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.